Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hole Hockey. This is Chris, and today's co-host, Steve. How's it going, hockey fans? And, you know, we're just a couple goalies that have taken one too many pucks at the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. We mostly cover the NHL, but we'll also discuss the National Women's Hockey League and other happenings around the hockey world. So be sure to subscribe to this channel and follow Pigeonhole Hockey on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and let us know what you think. And always be sure to comment and share hockey news highlights or videos you think we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So that said, Steve, me and you left the last podcast talking about goalie tandems. We're just going to break right back into it here you know you and i chatted over the last couple days and decided why don't we just do like what we personally believe is the top five goalie tandems in the league you, you stick to your top five and just at the very end i'll mention why it include some obvious ones and it's just because of question marks right so you did your list slightly different which is cool because it'll give us something to talk about but yeah. then people will understand at the end why i went with who i did so okay let's yeah because I mean, me and you, you know, we briefly chatted before we started this this podcast recording <laughs> like, like we and uh, <laughs> briefly chatted for me and you. That's ours. And so we just kind of we went over different reasons of like, oh, well, what, you know, this guy's an excellent goalie. But if something happened, would I want this as my backup? That's kind of how I looked at it. So for me, number five, I'm going to break into number five is this very little known team actually up there in, in, in Quebec. Uh, they don't even <laughs> for me number five my goalie tandem i would have would be easily price and Allen. yeah and that's you know i have them higher for my own reasons but they definitely have to be on the list because as much as canadians in in recent years have been you know essentially one year in the playoffs one year out it's just it all comes down to price and it yeah. all comes down to how much he had to play you know a team performing around them but it's solely been on price and now bringing in a goaltender who has a lot of playoff experience. You know, it doesn't matter if he wasn't a starter, right? He's got Stanley Cup experience, and he knows how to be a good, solid backup guy. He actually, you know, he played, I believe he went to um, he went to university in Montreal and played, right? So he's coming yeah. back to a place that he knows, you know, is a, is a big advantage there, right? So that's my take on it. What are, what's your thoughts, man? Honestly, just the just those duos in general, and the way I kind of assessed because I literally went through all thirty-one current NHL teams, Same and <laughs> and I was I looked at I just looked at the goalies, and I'm like, all right, who do I want as my top five? So I listed truthfully about nine teams, and I'm like, these nine stand out to me, and then I broke it down in in my own weird personal way, and decided that. Okay, so hypothetically, we know Carey Price is the starter in Montreal. That's easy. Though, Allen, if Price goes down, me as a Habs fan in that case, I'm not I'm not concerned. I've got well, Allen I'll, in that. Well, I'm not. Like, that's the thing is I'm not panicked like I would have been years past, right? Right. First fan, and I panicked on our starter. So, <laughs> like, yeah. on Montreal, I've, I'm looking at Montreal's, and I, I'm looking at all these teams as basically having two starters. There's a lot of teams out there like Buffalo where I don't feel like we have one. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it's not a bad pick for your number five because this can go yep. almost anywhere. So you know, the way I just looked at it was again watching Epic on hockey. Who it is, especially with everything shaken up. Who you know do I have complete confidence right now at the moment? And then uh, the other part was question marks is why people didn't make the list. So right. my number five because they will be rested and injury free is Ranta and Kemper. The whole Coyote success in the last couple of years, like the one year they just barely missed the playoffs, this year they yeah. made it in, but it was the strong play of Darcy Kemper. Yeah. You know, they were my late, number in a way. They didn't make yeah. the, the they didn't make my final five cup, but yeah. they were in there. And the reason why is 
they were my number five is Ronta is phenomenal, has the ability to be a starter. And here we go with this again, if he is healthy. When Ronta went down, the problem was, or when, let's just say Kemper went down, Ronta wasn't at 100%, right? So there was a huge struggle back and forth. And, you know, the Aiden Hill just wasn't quite where he needed to be to, to assume that backup position. Like, he, he's okay. I just think, like, I just don't know. I think there could be, he may be a good backup going forward, but you, you need a solid backup to win now. Yes. When, when Ronta is on his game, he's phenomenal. Kemper... Excellent positional goaltender, hard to beat when, again, he's on his game. Will the Coyotes make the playoffs next year? Highly, highly, highly doubt it. But we've watched if if this tandem can lock it down and limit teams to goals, and then all of a sudden the Coyotes can start to score, then it's a totally different story. I just highly doubt it. But, like I said, just as a tandem goes, you know, this isn't about necessarily making the playoffs or anything. I think they've got an excellent, excellent tandem. That's what that's where they're my number five. Any thoughts okay. on those boys? No, I think honestly they were like I had them ranked as my number eight out of the ones I was considering. No, I think those are two excellent choices. And like you said, I've I definitely feel like right there, Darcy Kemper is a definite starter. Ranta for me is a definite backup, but he's a solid backup. You know, he, he I'm not terribly concerned with him jumping in. Like you said, he can be hot or cold, and that's kind of what I've seen with him. And for me, you know, I would love my, my teams right now have some pretty solid goaltending except Buffalo. And the the trades mean you've discussed in the past. I would love to try to get our hands on Kemper because we need we can't we are not winning the Buffalo Sabers are not winning a Stanley Cup with the current goaltending. They're just not. You know, we put together a great team, I believe, right now at this point. I'd love to see him hit the ice whenever that happens. But our goaltending, they're not they're not gonna let us go deep. They're just not. You know, yeah. we we need to score a lot and not be scored on a lot. And I don't know if we we have that, but the guys you have there in Arizona, oh, I'd be very, I'd I'd have a lot of hope for Buffalo if we had Kemper as our starter. Like I feel like okay, we can make a serious run this year. We might not win the cup, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna scare some teams and we're gonna get close. Well, and that's but, the thing. So that's the thing is that when I was talking about offseason trades and people trying to acquire goaltenders, you know, I looked at Kemper or even possibly Ronta as a backup because that he could have been. Ronta's got the ability to to steal it if he's healthy, right? He right. can be one. So I was expecting them to make a shakeup trade to help alleviate some cap space and take somebody else on off, but I haven't seen that yet. And there's some teams that really need goaltending, right? Looking to my number four, I went with Demko and Holby. Okay. Demko lights out in the playoffs. His stats were unbelievable, right? Yes, they were. And now you've got a young team that, you know, they let their starting goalie go, but Demko showed in a pressure situation he could be a big game goalie. And then you've got Mr. Big Game himself that won a Stanley Cup, right? And Holby. You got somebody that's got that experience, can coach this other goaltender along, and can come in, still has some playing years behind him, right? So yeah. that's why they're my number four quite easily there. Okay. Thoughts on those two, my friend? 
Uh, I think it did well there. They're they're um, a little bit higher on my list, but they did make my list. Yeah, I, for the same exact reasons you said. Demko was lights out last year during the playoffs, and Hopi is just solid, guaranteed wins goalie right there. And as me and you discussed uh, one of our first podcasts, you know, I think that Hopi will still be the starter in Vancouver. I can't wait for that se- the season to start so we can discuss that and see which one of us is wrong. But I don't think Hopi signs in Vancouver unless he's getting that starting job. Yeah, so, see, my, my take on that is I think Hopi knew that if he stayed in in Washington, and I don't think they could hold on to his salary, right? And, right. Or, you know, give him what he wanted, that he Samson knew... Samson off the future. That's exactly He knew he was going to be the backup. So I think there was compromise, right? I think it's going to be a... Who's ever hot is going to be winning... Is going to be starting in those games, right? So... Right, and Hopi can also... He's from Saskatchewan, right? Mm-hmm. And I yeah, so, yeah. Here's, he's, he'll be able to sit in there and, you know, mentor. But no, I think it did real good there. For me, truthfully, the Demko-Hopi uh, duo was ranked number two. So dead giveaway, that's my number two. And we'll get back to that. But my number four ended up being based off the scenarios that we know now and the, the website that makes me and you look smart, cap friendly. Right now, the Boston Bruins still have Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak. And for me, that's a solid number four. I think those two... You know, you get Rask that gets hurt, or the fans just hate him so much, you just wash off. You know, you've got Halak in that, and that makes me comfortable, too. I mean, they're both excellent goaltenders. I love that duo. Halak proved he could win games. And, and you know, I, I just felt like Boston, though, in the playoffs, thankfully for me as a non-Boston fan, I did like seeing them fall. But uh, it definitely wasn't the goaltending situation. It just kind of felt like Boston stopped caring during no. the playoffs. To, to me, okay, I got a different sense of that. Um, okay. Okay, so for me with Boston, it wasn't – it was just the – they couldn't they couldn't kick it to the next level. And then just like other teams before, like I'm a Halak fan. Montreal, you know, that run for him was amazing. The only issue I had was as soon as you saw Halak, which is you can start ripping a glove hand on him and you can start scoring, right? You just got to get in those opportunities, crash in on him. And he can solve them. Him as your number one starter, I don't know without another good goaltender there. Because I've also watched Halak plummet when he was on. Well, we're talking to, I like the Halak. Oh, no, I like Rask. Yeah, now my issue is why they didn't crack my list. They were on that sixth spot was because you don't know if Rask is coming back or not. We don't know what that looks like. And right. with COVID numbers the way they are you know, around the entire world, scary enough, but the U.S., it's out of control. And I don't know if he's willing to risk getting something and bringing it back to his family. I really don't know if you're going to see, you know, Rask play this year. So that's why he didn't crack my list because of that question mark. Without Rask in there, nope, not on. Um, like, I like right. Halak. That's why, I mean, without Rask in there, yeah, Halak and someone else as a backup – I don't know how I feel about that. I'd have to know who the backup is. But I like the current scenario that we know with the Boston Bruins being Tuka and uh, Yaroslav Halak. And so that's for me why, you know, they cracked the uh, the top the top five. Now, for me, top three, I slaughter this guy's name every time. But my third duo is the Columbus Blue Jackets, where we got Merzlikin. Oh, Elvis. Yeah, What's Elvis. That? Elvis, yeah. Elvis, yeah. But uh, him and Corpusalo. And honestly, man, those are two fantastic goalies. Uh, I just think they, and then they proved it this year. I, the fact that Columbus, the Columbus blue jackets could have been an horrible 
train wreck of a team with the amount of players that they lost a year ago. And yet, not only did they not, they actually pretty competitive. And I was stunned. I don't like giving Tortorella, you know, credit here, but he have to. How did how did he get that team to win? Well, um, and I think a big part of that was their goaltending. Well, goaltending, goaltending uh, and he's not always, a great as a goalie. I I don't like him because I know he's just been he's always been rough with goalies. Like he's just yeah. never been a goalie guy. Well, but um, let, here's here's what I'll tell you is he did. So some of it is you've got a good goaltending tandem, right? There's no denying that. But right. part of what that team and I said I wasn't shocked is the core of that team has been together for such a long time. They are very good defensively. Yeah. You know, the one thing Tortorella doesn't do is if you're not playing both ways, you're gone. You're on the bench. He doesn't care if you're their star player. He'll bench you, and he doesn't care. And it's his style. It's working really well with that team. So when they made that explosion to try to really push for the, the cup the one year, the problem with rentals is it's just it's about gelling, right? And if you're not – if you can't gel – and, and find a good rhythm with, with with your teammates, and you've got issues. They finally made it past the second round two years ago, and this year they were still pushing to get into that second round, right? So yeah. they look they looked good, and they're still going to be that that threat. It just it, around them, it's just how, how are the other teams that are now gelling? Are they going to be able to, to take points for them? Great goaltending duel. They did not crack my lineup, but. Again, so I wasn't shocked that Columbus was there because what I said to people is that core's been together a long time. And they've got a bunch of hustlers. Uh, Good for Max Domi because I think this is the kick in the butt he needs. He needs a torts. I have, my number two, which I've already jumped into, so we'll jump into yours. Because again, my number two was uh, was Holt Beast and Demko yeah. out there in Vancouver. So you're number two. Markstrom and Riddich. Okay. So Calgary. The Calgary Flames improved their team this year, right? They added yep. other key pieces to their organization. Stole guys from Vancouver, right? And yep. one of them was their starting goalie. So Riddich is already doing well enough. And now you have this two tall beast goaltending tandems. So just looking at that team with that with that tandem, I just went, holy cow. Like Markstrom, it took him a while to mature and find his game. You don't like the length and term of that contract because he's an older goalie, but they're throwing it out there, right? Sometimes goalies will retire if they're not doing too well. It's usually injuries that'll push a goalie to retire, right? But yeah, that's, we know that. that. The, the flames, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The guy, the guy who can't get out of bed without groaning right now, and me, <laughs> I threw, I threw my back out coughing. So anyway, March. Yeah, from, you know we're old when, right? <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, okay, so it's about motivation, right? So. Markstrom had to miss the playoffs, a good portion of it, for whatever undisclosed injury he had. So, And he's going to have a hell of a lot of time to heal up and get himself where he needs to be. So another good young team, but with more vets, in my opinion, on the Flames that have been together longer. And I just think that could be a really scary tandem going into this year. And I have a feeling our number one is the exact same. <laughs> Like as you were saying that, I'm like our number one's got to be the same, or uh, this friendship's over because there's no way we didn't. <laughs> flower okay, power surprise! Man. Number one, Rumble, <laughs> three, two, one, Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> dude, the Vegas Golden Knights duo is the best by far duo in the National Hockey League. There would be no other duo I'd rather be going into the league with than um, you know, as you can hear my dog. No, it's be the mailman. Well, um, the only thing but, I can say is that if ahead. you flip flop people on teams, if you put Carey Price and Helen on the Golden Knights, I would give them the cup right now. <laughs> Don't even think teams would have a chance. 
we can't we can't do the magical flip flop goaltenders on teams, right? So Flurry, multiple cups. Leonard, he did not play bad this year at all. It was their offense that let them down. Every year Vegas has made <laughs> the Stanley Cup playoffs and made it with ease. So with that tandem, I think they're cracking it yet again and pushing as a threat again. So, you know, so your thoughts on Fleury and Leonard? Yeah, with Fleury and Leonard, they are two number one. I would prefer current Leonard because I, you know, he did play at Buffalo. Current Leonard and Fleury almost over most of the goalies in the league right now. There's a ton of great goalies. We're not talking just Hannah, but just single goalies right now out there. I'd love to have them on our team. Easily, we, I would love to have any of these guys starting for any of my teams. And this is the time, and I think Vegas is making that move to, and they've got to. Right now, they've got a Stanley Cup level team. They've proven it every year they've been in the league. Now they just got to go out and get it. And then maybe that's why they're going top heavy like Toronto has done in the past with really. Well, yeah, well, they're going Stanley with the big con- well, Let's so, be honest. So they can always, after adding Petrangelo on their team, you know, it's, it's, he's, it's make or break for this team, try to start shedding off and trading players, right? This is their last run with this team. Right. If they don't win a Stanley Cup or get close to it, they've got to make some adjustments the nice thing is for guys that you can expose in the expansion draft we'll see how patch does this year right and it's not during the regular season right it's the playoffs hockey is coming back slowly but surely you're starting to see some of these leagues open up and one of the big ones right now is the ncaa here in the united states their games start in a few days like their first games are starting on the 14th of November. I think both men's and women's hockey is coming back there. So that'll be exciting to watch and see that come back. The AHL announced right now they're looking at February 5th. So I'm assuming that's going to be in line with what the NHL might be thinking with getting all of that started. And the NHL really needs to make a decision. It really needs to let its fans know when it's going to start. I know there's a lot they've got to consider. Well, I I sent some articles and we'll touch base on that in the next podcast because there is a lot of talk about how it's going to go down. I bet they made a statement. The players made comments on those statements. So we'll pull that up in the next podcast and we'll go over those options. Um, Yeah, sounds good. That'll be our podcast this weekend. So everyone listening in, uh, let's look forward to that. Trickling down on the uh, NHL levels, the ECHL. Uh, trying to understand what the ECHL is doing. I understand that there's only 13 teams that have decided to compete in the ECHL this season and do kind of a split season that starts in January but wraps up in June. I have to read a lot more about what the ECHL is doing. Me as a Grizzlies fan here in Utah, I'd love to know. I, I got to confirm whether or not my team's actually going to be competing in the league this year. With the way with the way COVID's going in Utah, I'm guessing we're not. But mm-hmm. I'm hoping that the Grizzlies are going to be able to hit the ice this year. I'm going to you know, be able to see some Grizzly hockey. I've got my uh, Grizzly hoodie coming in soon. We'll also talk about the National Women's Hockey League. There's some news coming out of there, as well as actually the PWPHA, or the PWHPA, sorry, getting it's massive sponsorship recently. So I'm very curious to see me and you are going to look into the details of what's happening between the national women's hockey league and the professional women's hockey's player association. Like I'm very curious and we'll get into other quick, you know, women's hockey uh, topics like the Jensen, I uh, hockey, Naya Liga out of uh, Russia and uh, maybe even break into the KHL. Cause I know your Finnish buddy might be able to chime in uh, one of these things and some cool things are happening right now in the KHL. In fact, just today, there was a new KHL record for the quickest five goals in game in history. Cool. So, the, yeah, the Dynamo Mints actually defeating Siberia 
uh, six to nothing, but they scored five goals in the first 10 minutes and 57 seconds of the game. So that is a new KHL record. But yeah, let's we're going to break in all those topics this next one, maybe even break on some USPHL stuff. You know, me and, me and Steve here want to thank you all for listening in on a yet another short podcast. You know, definitely check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and uh, give us a like, give us a follow, and let us know what you think. And look forward to seeing you next time. All right, hockey fans, have a great one.